0: I think that this suggests that an always-on display is sort of on the iPhone 12 already. The iPhone 13 Pro will for sure be getting an always-on display. An always-on display could finally be coming to the iPhone 14 Pro models. I have been personally asking for an always-on iPhone display. It's gotta be five years now. I mean, Nokia phones have had it since like 1812 or 2010, one of those years, and Android phones from Samsung to Google to Moto have been just yoting them out onto the market for what feels like half to a full decade by now. Even the Apple Watch managed to get its innovative new display that is always on back in the before times in 2019. It does raise a super interesting question though. Why is it taking Apple so damn long, so damn always, to give us some of these features anyway. And is rapid adoption of a new technology maybe, just maybe something Android handles way, way better. Yeah, plot twist. Take 120 Hertz refresh. That's the closest most recent example to always on that I can think of. The iPad Pro got it way back at WWDC 2017. We've doubled that maximum refresh rate to an incredible 120 Hertz. Thanks to IGZO backplane LCD panels, that were already providing faster, more adaptive, more efficient screens, and a new display engine courtesy of the A10X chipset, one that basically flipped the table on how refresh rate worked. Instead of just pulling refresh content 60 times a second, it worked with the GPU to push refresh content and Apple made them adaptive so they could actually ramp down to 24 hertz lows to recover some battery life from those 120 hertz highs. And of course, of course, to show movies at the proper 24 frames per second, the way nature and Hollywood intended. But then Razer went and threw pretty much the exact same panel tech on their phone, less than half a year later. But by then, Apple had gone and switched from LCD to OLED with the iPhone 10. And it took OLED a minute, a couple of years minute to catch back up. Starting, I think, with Asus and the ROG phone, the second one in late 2019, followed by Samsung, and the Galaxy S20 in early 2020. And then the floodgates opened and everyone and their alt brand just started doing it. Everyone except for Apple. I was just thinking the pros would get 120 Hertz displays this year, but obviously none of them did, which is a bummer. Now there were some issues with those early implementations. If you do run the phone at 120 Hertz or Quad HD, you'll see a battery handicap of between 20 and 30%. And there were problems with lower brightness levels that caused high refresh to just (laughs) drop itself down. Also with color management, basically losing all color management. But for silly cousin Samsung and the like, none of those were bugs. They were all pure features. They just slapped a manual toggle into settings to turn high refresh on, maybe one to force it to stay on if you cared more about your high refresh than your low battery, and that was it, that was all. But fussy cousin Apple tries real hard not to toggle. They wanted their 120 Hertz cake and all the power savings they could eat too. In other words, not just high refresh, but again, adaptive refresh like the iPad Pro. So they came up with a new display engine for the A15 chipset, as well as LTPO backplanes, a less expensive IGZO hybrid, so to speak, for already exorbitantly expensive OLED panels, which took until September of 2021 for a display that didn't just go from 24 Hertz, but from as low as 10 Hertz to as high as 120 Hertz. Making for a full-on battery beast of an iPhone Pro. I've literally had to reschedule my plans for the evening because of how long I've just realized I'm gonna be sitting here. Anyone who bought one of those absolute units in 2021, didn't have to sacrifice screen resolution or put up with power drain or deal with downshifts in low brightness or colors not matching with the rate, but they also couldn't have high refresh. Not at all, not until 2021, fully two years after Asus and 18 months after Samsung and a whole plethora of others. And that's where we fall victim to one of the classic arguments, the most famous of which, is quantity versus quality, but only slightly less well-known is this, get it right or get it right now. Ship fast and break things or wait to ship until those things are no longer broken. I mean, it was the exact same thing with always on for the watch. Other companies, many other companies shipped it first, shipped it years before Apple, but Apple waited on LTPO OLED and then they shipped a display that could go from one to 60 Hertz. And that might be, the exact same thing Apple is waiting on for always on for the iPhone pros as well. Not just 10 to 120 Hertz or one to 60 Hertz, but one to 120 Hertz. So they can have their always on cake as well and close to zero regression on battery life frosting to go with it. Could Apple, should Apple have spec the iPhone 13 pro panels to go down to one Hertz instead of just 10 Hertz last year already to have given us always on last year already? And maybe, I honestly don't know because Samsung claimed to be doing one to 120 Hertz on the S22 Ultra earlier this year. But all you ever see is complaints from super angry nerds who can't get it to drop anywhere below 24 Hertz. And Samsung has already walked back their S22 and plus claims and would that there were a refresh rate Geekbench to just delist them from at this point. So it could just be a limitation of the current LTPO OLED technology and something Apple's once again waiting on time to solve for. So could Apple, should Apple have shipped always on years ago anyway, like so many Android phones did and just eaten the extra battery life cost? Maybe not on the iPhone 12 models because those were already full on 5G radio hemorrhaging power anyway, but maybe on the 13 Pro models, if they'd been willing to sacrifice that battery beast mode or, you know, just given us a toggle so we can make our own grown-ass informed decisions. But you know, I know, we all know that's just not how Apple rolls. They prefer to ship feature sets, not chipsets, not NFC, but Apple Pay. Don't tell the EU. And not high refresh, but promotion adaptive refresh. In other words, nothing rather than part of a thing, right instead of right now, at least for some things. But what's actually better for us, for the nerds and for the massive mainstream market that's made the iPhone what it is today. Should Apple be a little more Android when it comes to adopting new tech faster and ship sooner rather than later? Or do you prefer that Apple skips on the cookie dough and waits until things are fully, truly baked? I'm asking you because I really wanna know what you think. So let me know right after you go watch this video on why the original project Titan Apple car just never shipped. It's a little too hot takey for this channel and I don't wanna get just Ed 209, but you can watch it right now on Nebula, uncut, unedited, and completely unfiltered with no ads and no sponsors, just like my exclusive four-part studio tour series, which covers my camera gear, audio, lighting, and set, and my original documentary on how the iPhone has affected the lives and the careers of some of your favorite creators. Also extended versions of my interviews with Apple execs and others, and just so much more. Because on Nebula, I have the absolute luxury of making videos, the ones that all of you just keep asking me to make, but that don't have to be optimized for this channel. Videos that I know the nerdiest, most dedicated and hardcore of you will totally love. All ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on Memorial Day Super Sale for 42% off, less than 12 bucks a year, less than a dollar a month for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Engineering the Future, Metaverse Edition, about what some are calling the successor to the internet and how it may change the lives of almost every person on this planet. It's the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and just the best damn deal in streaming today for over 42% off CuriosityStream, less than $12 a year, less than a dollar a month and Nebula bundled in for free. Just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video for a deep dive into some of the other compromises Apple has been making on the iPhone design. But this time, in order to push new technologies out even faster. Yeah, it goes both ways. Give it a watch and I'll see you next video.